BT's Future Talk campaign educated consumers about the power of talk. Their goal, and also everyone in here was seen by all the exhibition designers as consumers. Their goal with the talk zone was to demonstrate the story of communication from past to future. And so, like, it doesn't tell you still what was in it. It just tells you what the marketing for it was. Phones, probably. So what was actually in it was just pictures of different phones through the ages and then a BT ad playing on the loop, the one with ET in it. Um, and then you could log on to the internet. Uh, but then what it did was it just you you could it see hedges.org.uk. <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately, it didn't take you to hedges.org.uk. It just took you to an ad for switching your phone to BT. Could could huh. I just ask you to click on the link that I have shared in the Zencaster oh, chat no. so you can see the boy from a different angle and how fucking unnerving the look oh, on his fuck. face is? Oh, no. <laughs> why is the oh. boy terrified? Well, I'll, I'll, tell you why. I'll tell you why. Going because on. he's in the mind zone, and we're going to get to the mind. Mm. Why don't we just skip right to the mind zone now? Please, actually, uh, yeah, enter the mind zone. He's the, so, he's, okay, he's, okay. he's the first boy who had a mental health, <laughs> and he's doing the he's doing the Slav squat. This yeah. boy is <laughs> yeah. so okay. So, uh, this is the mind zone. Yeah, br- Here is brain the- zone, intelligence quadrant. I am going to read you the mission statement from the brand sponsor for the Mind Zone. Enormous boy. BAE Systems has a dedicated workforce. They use their skills to innovate and expand the world's understanding of science, technology, the, the, and engineering. The most, the most British thing you could possibly have told me is this giant boy was provided by the arms industry. Yeah, awesome. This, is a, this boy is a weapon. They have helped create the Mind Zone to enrich all of our lives. BAE Systems inspires young people to become the scientists and engineers of the new millennium. Or, at the very least, a huge boy. <laughs> um, and it was also sponsored by another arms manufacturer called Marconi. Uh, Marconi equipment uh, is, re- is referenced constantly throughout the, all the uh, displays and then and captioned in the exhibits. It says, It is through advanced communications technology provided by companies like Marconi that more minds can be linked than ever before. Mm, their statement join went, me. Their statement went on. Almost 100 years ago, Marconi's founder successfully sent the first transatlantic wireless message and changed the way we communicate forever. Mind gives Marconi an opportunity to celebrate our heritage and vision and image as we look forward to a new millennium as innovators in communications, IT, and the internet. But the whole exhibition doesn't talk about the internet at all. It doesn't talk about like, what the internet is. It just talks about BAE Systems and Marconi. Hmm. And, the, you know, the obvious giant boy. <laughs> the giant boy. But there's other elements to it as well, right? Because they have to, all of these exhibitions, again, like, thought of by people, as I've seen you use this phrase, Nate, before, with one continuous nostril. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, they have to somehow be weird, labored, physical examples of things like minds working together, because you get very little money to make these things, and given some kind of weird brief that... You have to demonstrate the concept of a mo- of minds working together in a way that will please BAE systems and delight, uh, you know, all the school children coming through. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so <laughs> one continuous nostril is also an exhibit in the Millennium Dome. <laughs> <laughs> so what was so what was one of the main things that was in the Mind exhibit? There were more things. But this is what I could find was an enormous Perspex case filled with ten thousand leaf cutter ants. What? Cool. What? Oh, yeah, no, I remember this. They were in a fucking like maze thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. It was it was they were carrying bright flecks along paths designed to resemble a silicon chip. 
Wow, it was, it was okay. a microchip, but with ants instead Yo, of electricity. What if you? What if your computer was ants? <laughs> what if that? Um, yeah. And like, what if Paul what? Hedges' website was being run by ants? Yeah, sorry. Well, we hired to design this, and we had half an hour to do it because that's mm. exactly the kind of idea we would come up with for like a shirt if we had all been like you know if there was a gas leak in the studio and we had had half an hour to do it. <laughs> uh, what, what, what if what if computers was was ants? And then one of our heads hits the fucking table. <laughs> so the whole point was, oh, we're going to show what happens when you connect minds together. What if, uh, what if yeah. a gi- giant boy? And also, uh, Marconi created little voting machines that they put around the exhibition. And then you take a card so you can vote yes or no to a particular question. Uh, with questions such as, um, <laughs> by 2020, it will be possible to grow completely new body parts. Do you want this to happen? But then, <laughs> the, like to me or in general, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's to the giant boy. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't clarify it because what you did is you just took a card, wrote yes or no, put it in the machine, and then it gave you back your punched card, having said yes or no. Yeah, it's a keepsake, so oh. that you can remember yeah. your time in the Millennium Dome and think about the historical irony while you look at your nude mm. penis or whatever that's grown on your knee. Yeah, do you think that the boy should be bigger or smaller? <laughs> because and usually the answers yeah. are only yes or no. Yeah, and you just write bigger. <laughs> Everyone wrote bigger, and they just had to keep making... That's why they had to close down the dome, because the boy was getting so he large. couldn't be contained anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, was like, uh, it was like Ray at the end of, end of Evangelion. He just opens up the moon. Mm. So, but this is, I think, also where the deeper political economy of the dome comes in, right? Because like BAE Systems isn't trying to like sell fighter jets to the public or whatever, right? It's no, or even well, they're also funny if they were. Yeah. Ancap yeah. BAE system. <laughs> 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 well, everyone gets to buy a share in like in, in a typhoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the other thing is right is is that BAE you don't even need to like you know manufacture consent for BAE systems because the thing to remember about this is that just like the great exhibitions before it, it is genuinely a show of the new economy and how it works, right? Which is we're showcasing the tie-ups between the state and favored industries that will define what the economic life of this country is going to be going forward. Yeah, we've, new we've, labor, we've identified our key industries: favoritism and bribery. Yeah, but it also like new labor and BAE had much to support about one another's projects. They were very tied up with one another, and so yeah, of course, like we're going to let them make some you know anodyne statement about uh, you know well. What what if uh, Leo? What if mines could work together in leafcutter ant colonies or whatever? Because really, this isn't about this is this is a- about almost the um the statement of this new monolith of like the the state existing for the purpose of like creating markets for capital to come in, creating places for these favored industries to work. And you know, you're there basically just kind of gopping at it, having been removed from the political process entirely, being entertained by a spectacle. That is genuinely the economy that they created. That's what we have. It didn't. It and and you know it's um it it is what they showed everyone in the dome. It's just again, it's sort it's of a really huge boy. It's just it's just not. We've been totally. Yeah. You did so much research for this, and then we found the boy, and it has just <laughs> destroyed all of this. Yeah, that's right. No, I mean I I do think though honestly, like um I did a little bit of digging and um. I don't know how to say the guy's name, but it's like Ron Muck, basically, who does hyper-real sculptures, and that's one of his sculptures. And it's just like, I don't know what it is about the moment, you know, in time, in terms of what was happening in society and also in 
a contemporary art that this sort of was chosen to be the thing that would, you know, I don't know, represent the, the, the mind palace, you know, the mind zone. But there's something about it that just seems like, I mean, like one of the, what is it, 1964 World's Fair was kind of a disaster. Like they fucked a lot of things up logistically and, and also like a lot of people didn't exhibit there because they made it really onerous. And so it wound up being a catastrophe. Mm. And that was like the fact that it sucked so bad and it was kind of an embarrassment for New York was the thing that wound up making, uh, ending Robert Moses' career when nothing else could. And what's really interesting to me about this is that this seems like a significant, uh, failure in the same way like it didn't sell mm. tickets it was kind of panned as being a joke um i happened to google this and find an article in the guardian about the 20 year anniversary and of course as being the guardian the top the top rated comment was like yes but they were the best government of my lifetime hmm. and <laughs> it's just like you're reminded that all of this ended in fiasco but from what i can tell none of the people involved suffered any consequences like it's just <laughs> the 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 British response to this is just sort of like, all right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pretend we have the men in black memory eraser thing and we're going to use it on you. And no one's ever allowed to speak about it again. And by the way, also it was a success and the guys in charge should definitely be in charge. again. I, I, I found out where the boy is, by the way. I was going to say, cause if it's an artist sculpture, they must, it must've been sold or put yes, somewhere. Yes. And so what happened to the boy was he was deported to uh, <laughs> oh. the, to the art museum of Aarhus in um, in Norway, and he's just there oh. now. So if you want to go to, uh, it's called Aarhus Aarhus Museum. You you can go and see the boy uh, on level six in their in their museum building. <laughs> I don't even know where Aarhus is. Wow, some crazy. people call well, it. Yeah, yeah some people say it's a boy. I say he's a remarkable young man. I was crossing my fingers that it was going to be it was going to be in a dutch museum because i was just going to lose my fucking mind i think we have to go on a fucking pilgrimage to the also i said Aarhus was in norway it's in denmark excuse me we have to go on a pilgrimage Ah. to Aarhus to see the fucking boy the danish were like we must acquire this boy (laughs) it will inspire the people of copenhagen (laughs) (laughs) the british have developed boy (laughs) 